And all this negativity that's in this town sucks. And I've been around, and, and, and when Jim Rice was booed, I've been around with Yosemite booed, and it stinks. It makes the greatest town, greatest city in the world lousy. This is Entitled Town. All right, welcome to the March Sadness version of Entitled Town. My name is Mike Irons. Scartelli is here, Dan is here, and Mike on Route 1 is here. And the good news is, everyone, is that the sensitivity training at 98.5 is taking hold. Here's large Jim Murray on NBCS Boston last week. Patriots are like, we'll give you five. He's like, well, I'll go make that with ESPN or somewhere else. And he will because, you know, he's well-spoken, smart dude. He'll, he'll kill it. This is a lot easier to do than exercise. Yeah, yeah. So much easier. We're not making it look that way, but yeah, you know, so it's easier than, than you know, a 14 14- you know, I'm stunned, Mike, that Michael Hurley actually took that video because evidently he must TiVo all of his appearances on NBC Takes Boston. He posted that to promote himself. Meanwhile, Jim Murray just spewing the 98.5 ethos. These, this is after. Murray did this on air after Maserati's boner uh, talking about the, the two African-Americans behind Felger stealing his car. These are some of the stupidest some of the stupidest people on earth that profession is useless yeah and i don't i don't think that either probably hurley or murray i don't think they think about um the implication of, of those words right because you know you wouldn't say you would not say those words with you know julian edelman a guy who talked for you know over a decade um about you know, to the media and clearly was able to do it. Uh, Devin McCourty did it for, you know, whatever, 12 years, 13 years. Um, So, you know, he's clearly obviously capable of doing that. We, we all know it. You don't need to, to add that caveat in there. And to me, it goes back to the, you know, that, that program um, is, is famous. It's the Dennis and, the only they more than Dennis and Callahan uh, talked about tattoos and, and braids mm-hmm. and and things like that for for years, and that has been a um, a staple of that program. You know, using the Randy Moss um, punk code, um, you know, and especially with Felger juxtaposing that with the nice clean cut uh, Dion Branch uh, was always the guy he kind of kind of you know used used against Moss. So it doesn't surprise me that that he went there, and I don't even know if he, like he does. I don't think that it's it's a statement that is problematically racist. Uh, you know, ha- has racial connotations. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's overtly racist. I think he thinks he's giving a compliment, but I think that goes to you know we're going to sound like we're uh, teaching critical. They're teaching critical race theory on Entitled Town now. <laughs> um, but you know what it, it speaks is, to? The, it's the, the soft bigotry of low yeah, expectations. Yeah, That's and all the un- unconscious biases that that we have. Um, and I, I don't think that Jim Murray is doing a, a any kind of self scouting when it comes to how he speaks about those things. That's true. Scartelli, the, the, the fact that Jim Murray considers himself, at least on the service there, that he's smarter than Devin McCourty is laughable. It is. It's, it, well, I'd say it's clear, but it's not clear at all whether they've gone through the sensitivity training yet. And if they, and when they do, if, and when they do, I wonder if the uh, morning zookeepers are going to have their regular uh, Merriweather segment. Where it's basically they have him on and, you know, get him to say, you know, hold the door and that's not your cheese and all sorts of other uh, ridiculous things. It, it's 
<laughs> they're having him, you know, it's it's dancing for nickels. It really it, is. It's 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 demeaning. It's what it comes this down is, to. This is shamelessly ripped off from Wednesday's Kirk Minahan show. Stick tap to Mike on Route One for alerting me to this. I did get a couple of other people uh, to let me know this was uh, this existed on the air today. This it all is, got over the transom at the same time, basically. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, now I want to be clear. This is from today's Minahan show. We do not know. Uh, when Tony Maserati said this, whether it was before uh, or after, I, I have a hunch. I have a hunch. It was. It was. Um, you know, after we collectively as a society decided that doing the <laughs> the quote unquote black voice was was problematic. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I'll submit this. Uh, if you haven't heard this by the time uh, you're listening to this podcast, uh, this is from the Minihan Show. Tony Maserati on his cameo channel. Imagine paying Tony Maserati to say anything for you, for people you may love. Hey, Joe. Tony Maz, 98.5 The Sports Hub. Uh, your brother, Matt, I just had to mute Stephen A. Smith because he didn't want to hear me talking to the people of Boston. <laughs> if Maz is guilty of anything, Dan, he is guilty of being an absolutely epic moron with no sense of the larger world around him. What what a cadre of dummies over at the sports clan. My goodness. Now nah, you're letting them off too too easily. I, I it, I'm awestruck that somebody can spend their living or earn a living speaking into a microphone live every day and aren't aware of that now. Aren't aware of the the do's and don'ts of what you can and cannot say. Um my my favorite was the uh, Twitter white knights that came on afterwards for the earlier one and said that what you can't say well spoken anymore. It it is the dictionary definitions of uh, willful ignorance, but it's it's really not surprising. Like you were saying, Mike Dennis and Callahan got the you know they got the light pointed on them because they had a an activist um after them i guess they went after minahan as well and those guys are all off the air now and callahan is off the rails but you know where's chad finn in this I, I it's a rhetorical question i know but the blind the deaf ear and the blind eye that goes on in the incestuous fucking cesspool that is boston media is it is laughable I, i'm learning to be able to laugh at it well you know chad is probably doing another deep dive on um you know one of our favorites of course um seem to like sports and keeps keeps the show moving that's Pete embarrassing. Shepard, embarrassing. What, what was that 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 was something else like yeah that, that's whatever that's what people are clamoring to hear is the uh is what pete shepherd has been up to that's unbelievable pete shepherd is florida man he's been in florida for what 15 years after he accused this there's another great radio mind going after he hit the lottery didn't realize he had it big enough telling his calls that they they'd be flipping his burgers my god what an epic um, dummy. He's I, I I I have a soft spot for Pete, of course, because of uh of Hurricane Radio, but that's a that's a, another story. <laughs> that, that's true. And a and a, even a squirrel finds a blind nut with him being on board the Brady train um pretty quickly. Uh Scarts, you, uh, I don't want to belabor 985 the sports clan, uh, because they are they are who we thought they are, and we have a pretty lengthy agenda ahead of us, but uh what kind of self-loathing moron do you have to be? That is a rhetorical question to actually tune into that shit day after day. And there is a enormous amount of people who do that. 
Oh, they think it's great. They think it's the best thing in the whole wide world that, uh, they're the, they're the real smart ones out there. The rest of, uh, the rest of us are just the honks and bobos and the, and bill we trust type of people who don't realize that it's all just uh, smoke and mirrors and it's all going to go away. And a matter of fact, you know, we're, we're following, I believe, I believe the cattle's phrase was that it's a mid team now. Oh, don't get me started on cattle. I'm in the water. <laughs> that's, that's right. Dan, um, I'm going to go off script here for a moment um, because this just popped into my head. What are the chances that Kyrie Rogers, the thing is going to work out with the jets? Oh, I've been, I've been so looking forward to this. <laughs> I, I hope they, I hope they uh, cater to all his, you know, to his wish list of all the people that he wants to bring along. I mean, if that's if that's a real thing. Um, no, I, I don't. I want to. I want to believe it's true. The Jets. I don't. I'm not afraid of that. I don't. I don't imagine. I don't really imagine it's going to amount to too much. He's. He's obviously he's a uh, an improvement over what they've had, but. Mike, does it, it worry has, you It has all? disaster written all over it. I agree. Do you think Kyrie yeah. improves the Jets? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's, <laughs> is there who, who wins? Who wins? The Mavs or the um, or the uh, or, or the Jets? Who are who's in a better position? But um, yeah, he's. Uh, I'm. I really hope that list is true, though. The Mercedes Lewis is he available <laughs> at age? Mercedes Lewis. <laughs> I mean, the guy was running stiff like six years ago. Like, oh my god. <laughs> that's only because uh, Mark Shimura wasn't available because he was in jail. Yeah. Right. That was, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I hope it happens because I think it'll be, it'll be interesting to, um to, to have him around all the time. And he's just such a, like so impressed with his own mediocre intelligence. It's like, oh, it's, it's exhausting. He, he, he's been like, you know, again, say what you will about Brady. Brady would never send that text. Like he, like he sent to Adam Schefter, like Brady's just like, he's not that kind of human being. You know what I mean? For all Tom's faults. He's not that kind of person. What a fucking jerk he is. What an asshole, you know? Breaking news. Mike on route one softens on Tom Brady. Audio at 11. Uh, His, his, his Nazi wife is, uh, you know, I'm I'm in the crosshairs from the, uh, from the, the boohoo Brady crew. They're, they're going to take me down for going after the nice German lady. She's from Brazil. She's not, she's not Brazilian. It doesn't mean like I'm American, you stupid fucks. She's German. God. Let's make it socially acceptable. My husband cannot throw the ball and catch the ball at the same time. <laughs> yes. Enough said. Scartsy, is the prospect of Rodgers playing for the Jets, it certainly appears to be imminent. Um, you're going to have a treasure trove of material for the drawer of sports junk. Oh, there's no doubt about that. And like we can't uh, we can't predict the trajectory of what the uh, what the you know the hard bitten New York media is going to do. They're going is to is there you know, a bigger just... fucking fallacy than the hard scrabbled <laughs> New York media? They are going to pet Rogers on his belly until the season is over, and then they'll throw bombs on the way out the door. Oh, exactly. But you know, the bomb throwing is the fun part. <laughs> I'll, I'll enjoy that. It's Rogers. Uh, does Rogers actually have? The kind of mindset, Dan, that would make him a perfect fit in Boston media, as Mike said, overestimating his own intelligence. In, in the Boston media? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Or media in general. Is he just Dan Orlovsky with better arm talent? <laughs> All right. This is, I'm going to try to shoehorn this in, but I thought this was an interesting point. Mike, you brought up Steve Nash recently uh, in regard to the whole Jim Murray 98.5, the, uh, the sports client stuff. 
Uh, Steve Nash, of course, won back-to-back MVPs in the mid-2000s. Uh, kind of dovetailed in between Duncan and uh, later Kobe, that sort of thing. But, you know, go ahead. I wanted to give the floor to you. Yeah, so I thought um, I thought at first I was like, well, Kenneth Perkins is, you know, not covering himself in glory in his media career. It's just, I don't know. He's just there to say kind of outrageous things, I think. But and my first instinct was he um, he's you know, he's wrong on this. It, it, it was me being kind of defensive about Bird, for one, and, and uh, Joker, who I, I'd love to watch as well. Um, but then I thought about Nash, and I was like, well, he has, does kind of have a point. And again, I don't think it was, going back to what we were talking about before, I don't think it was a conscious choice of these writers to say, oh, Steve Nash is, um, you know, he, he I'm white, he's white. Um, I'm going to vote for him for MVP. I, I don't think that at all, but I do think there is something about that in the way he played in the, you know, this little floor, the heady floor general, smaller guy. You know, I, if, if the breaks had gone the other way, I could have been, that, that could be me, you know? Um, so I do think that the color of his skin played a significant role in winning back-to-back MVPs. I think there's a case you can make I think the first one, 05, when they won 62 games. If you want to say the best player on the best team on the team with the best regular season record deserves the MVP, I kind of don't have a, a huge argument against that. I just don't think you I'm already sorry might have might have been the best player on the team that year. But when it comes to statistically, I mean, it was all counting stats anyway. They they played, you know, remember seven seconds was it seven seconds or less? I was just gonna make that point. The seven seconds. How many seconds fucking or less. more possessions did he have? Um, anyway, but it, from a, from an analytics standpoint, it wasn't close, you know, and, and I think they won probably like two or three more games than the Spurs, um, and, and, um, the Mavs. And I think Dirk, you know, eventually won it after, um, the two consecutive from, uh, from Nash, I think Dirk should have won it or, or Duncan. Um, but certainly not, um, not <clears> the <throat> second year either. Cause they didn't. And I, I just, I don't, I think that was a contributing factor. And I, I just, I have a hard time believing Chris Paul could not sniff an MVP and he is three times the player. Say whatever you want about him in the playoffs. Choke artist. Fine. He is a, just an unbelievably impossibly good um, point guard. And I, and there is, you know, I just don't think they're close uh, as players. I, I don't think. And, and Steve Nash could not guard, you know, could not guard me um, at, at, in, in, in my, in my prime. No, uh, <laughs> I just, he's a terrible, he's a terrible. He just was not a good defensive player. You know, he, he just wasn't. So, I don't know how much stock yes. you would put in win shares per 48 minutes. Yeah. And, and Nash is in Nash. We don't have first... it yet. We, sorry. Go, I, I don't think we have anything better than box plus minus and win shares per 48 from that time. Just going kind of looking at it objectively. I don't think we have much to go off other than that. I think those are probably the two best things. So sorry. Go ahead. No, that's fine. I'm about to go full Brian Barrett. So I'm going to start hitting myself in the head with a hammer when I throw it to Dan next. In 0405, uh, Nash, out of the top five MVP voters, Nash had the second worst win shares per 48 at 0.203. Nowitzki was at 0.248. Uh, Duncan was at 0.245, so neck and neck. Shaq finished second. He was at 0.211. Allen Iverson finished fifth in the MVP voting that year. He had a 0.136 win yeah. shares per 48. It, yeah. Iverson, spectacular, uh, just spectacular player, just terribly inefficient. The next year was even more glaring. Nash won the MVP with a uh, win share pretty consistent of 0.212. Nowitzki blew him away at 0.275. And out of the top 10, um, 
He's eighth in Winchers per 48, ahead of only uh, Tony Parker and who's the last one there? Uh, Allen Iverson again. So yeah. I think that's a... Um, yeah, I think and I, I think even if you look at that number, those numbers, Winchers per 48 are, you know, obviously adjusted for minutes. So I kind of throw out Shaq there. And it also is biased toward toward bigs. Um, but I, I like it as shorthand. And I think also the box plus minus uh, from basketball reference is a, um, I think it as good a you know, a better metric in this case uh, as well and it, but it, it similarly tells a similar uh, the, the same story and also we're, we're much more taking into account uh defense and under that scenario too so he he's even you know i think he's further down the list you know he's maybe 10th or something like that um in 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 overall box plus minus um per per 100 possessions so um yeah i i do i don't think you know, but again, then people say, well, what about Dirk? You know, I mean, Dirk, Dirk won an MVP. Uh, so it's like, uh, you know, was he not, was he not, um, you know, is he not white? Well, yeah, he is. I, but I just think there is a big, big, tall, big, tall guy, German guy. I just think the whole package of Nash to me um, is, 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 you know, a pretty big factor in, in who he was and his, his persona. And I, I do think it, it does a lot of it is, is, um, you know, race-based, not all of it. And I don't think it was, a racist act to vote for him. I just think it's right. again these what these guys are in their heads and how they look at like Bob Ryan likes lo- loves a, a Steve Nash like you know Bob Ryan also loves like, a coach's son as a point guard is what Bob Ryan likes and or also preferably with <laughs> knows a trade right Scarzi he knows oh, exactly yes <laughs> he, can, he can deliver fuel oil yes <laughs> maybe I ice during the uh, you know during the warmer months. But yeah, we're looking back, you know, at 20 years, there was a lot done. I don't know if they were using these stats back then. And everything was, you know, basically, you know, the eye test. Mm-hmm. So are you saying that uh, Chris Paul is basically like uh, Ted Williams when it came to MVPs? Just had uh, the, the flashier guy. He doesn't have his own I, personal I, Dave Egan, though. <laughs> mm. that's, that's not a bad, that's not a bad, that's actually a pretty good comp as far as uh as lack of uh winning uh i i like those comps actually because i i think well, it, probably... it always comes back to baseball <laughs> it does it does Danny. it does <laughs> so I'll, I'll posit this right i think when nash won the mvps there was some spurs slash duncan slash duncan fatigue at that point and there was kind of a well, of course there. all that charisma what do you expect yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah except no for the rest of us <laughs> and the same thing, and the same thing happened in the '90s. I'm going real old bastard Raddit stuff here. Karl Malone won an MVP because people were sick of voting for Michael Jordan, and Michael Jordan destroyed Charles Barkley in the '93 Finals after Barkley won the regular season MVP. Uh, okay, the, your basketball nerd minute has been brought to you by Off the Pike. Uh, stay off the bridge abutment and stay off the pike. And Converse um, weapons. That's true. <laughs> no kidding. You know, that's the um, same sort of thing that can apply to the Patriots. I think that fatigue sets in. They're, we're tired of hearing about Brady. We're tired of hearing about I mean, that. Fa- fatigue is a real uh, factor with any of these types of things. Agreed. Um, and and thank you for putting the, the train back on the rails, Dan. I wanted to segue into free agency and, and your thoughts. Uh, Jacoby Myers signs with the Raiders. Uh, I was out on Myers after the debacle in Vegas. Uh, obviously a good player here. Yeah. Uh, he got his flowers and he got his bag. Um, my thought is it's a slight, it's a, it's a potential slight upgrade with a much higher ceiling. Uh, your thoughts. 
Well, had they re-signed him for what he had gotten, it, they'd have the same media talking point that they have right now, which is that they're treading water. And yep. what what what's different from last year other than Aguilar gone? And so I I was I'm with you. I was I was okay with him on on the way out because it does seem to be some need to change there. Now I'm uh, Smith Schuster. I haven't watched a ton of his career. Uh, going back to Pittsburgh, I did, but. Uh, he was annoyingly efficient in the playoffs mm-hmm. for Kansas City this past year, and I was I was telling a Kansas you City team who embraced the Patriots' model of spreading the depth around. That's at, what I was just going to say. I was telling you how earlier I listened to the the uh, Curran and Phil Perry podcast, uh, where Perry was talking about how the Patriots need to go after a number one t- type of receiver, and he was citing the Eagles with with Brown, and he was citing the Bengals with. Uh, with Chase and Curran had this wide, <laughs> wide open lane to say, what about Kansas City, who just lost Tyreek Hill and still went on? I think it's it's a tribute to Smith Schuster that he picked up quite a lot of that production. And you know, he's not Hill, but he was productive. And it's not like the Patriots model where Gronkowski was their most explosive threat and they filled in with capable guys around the edges, guys like LaFell. And Amendola and they had Edelman in house. Um, Curran really tried to make this about Mike, about the Patriots not rewarding their own. Um, I, I couldn't disagree more about that. You had a tweet earlier on Wednesday that I bookmarked. It, in, in, I think you're spot on here. You said, In a world where the Patriots re sign Myers and Josh gets his guy in Juju down in Vegas, what do you think the narrative is right now? Well, the narrative's always disingenuous, but you're spot on, in my opinion. Thanks. Yeah. And I, I think one of the things is we, um, you know, I'm waving the receipts around like Bill O'Reilly. Now I check it, check it right here. I got I get the evidence. <laughs> we were, we were unanimous in our, I think in our opinion last year, when the, um, the chiefs traded Hill, we were like, ah, oh, fuck, that's the right move. Yep. And sure enough, here we are, they are winning a super bowl. Um, I, I was a Schuster guy last year in uh free agency. Um, but, the thing is, you know, what do we say all year about Jacoby Myers? Great, tough, hard-nosed player, um, you know, works his ass off. But what is it? It's it's a low margin for error proposition when you, um, you know, when when you're throwing his way. So again, and I think I think that the ceiling point is a good one. I, I think you know, to me, you look at you look at a, you look at you know, you got Parker. You've got um, and you've got Smith Schuster, and to me, it's like okay, those are guys. You know, those are guys that can that can you know stress a defense a bit, um, and 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 those are guys that can win win matchups. I I'm I, I think those are I I really thought that was a great move. Um, and you know, we're not anti weapons here. We're anti we're anti. You know, I think the idea, at least for me, is anti the idea that the only thing you need is a wr one, and that fixes everything. That's that's what I'm anti. So I'm just curious how they how they're going to end up putting it all um, together, and do they get you know because Smith Schuster to me is you know played a lot more on the slot in in, in Pittsburgh than he did uh, this year in in Kansas City. Maybe uh, a so bit miscast I, there because Kelsey was their inside guy. Yeah, so so I think they're going to move him around though. Either way, um, here you know like they always do move him across the formation. Um, so I I just think it's yeah with O'Brien um, I, I, that's it's an interesting I, I like it I'm I'm fired up so you know, do they go tight end do they go for another Ferentz guy in in uh, in the draft um, do they you know 
you know, I don't know much about anything, you know, like, I, like I like flowers just because like he went to BC and I saw him play. That's the only reason I know, like, I don't know who's better than he is, but like, um, yeah. So I, I, you know, some, something like that. And I think, I think they're ready to go, you know? Agreed. I like Myers Scarzi. His cap number last year was a one-year deal, just under 4 million. I love Myers at four, at 4 million for one year. I don't love him for 33 million with two thirds of that guaranteed over three good player. Uh, I think the row of chairs are all in the same way. That's a good upside signing and probably the first of, you can see what they're doing. They get Thornton. They drafted Thornton to replace Aguilar last year. Bourne's in house. Parker came on as the season goes on. This is a really, really could be a good versatile group. Oh yeah. I think, and I think the, uh, you know, the change of venue after the uh, disastrous lateral, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a good move for, for both, for both team and player. And uh, uh, Smith Huster, I think he's I think he's a weapon. I think he'll do fine. Maybe maybe not a weapon with a Z at the end, but I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm confident that they'll be able to you know they'll be able to you know, drop some plays for him. And you know I'm I think uh, I think having uh, O'Brien and you know, I I would like to I can see this really helping that whole Mac ownership drive. In 23. <laughs> yeah. uh, well played, Scartilli. Uh, Do you guys think that this closes the door on a first or second day pick at receiver? I don't I don't think so. I mean, they're, they, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know. I, I, I still think they need, you know, you need one more kind of, I guess it depends on what, what's happening with Bourne, right? You know, do they give yeah. another that's shot? Certainly a, that's a question. I True. mean, does I does he get a second chance with O'Brien coming in? I, I would tend to think that there's upside there. Um, I mean, he was he was kind of a, a of a yappy cunt a little bit last year. It's so yeah. You know, we'll see. Maybe he gets do, a second chance. Do, does the Nikhil Harry um, experience scare them off from taking a receiver early? Or did they, or does Bill think they have to be confident in their process and say, okay, this is a guy I have, we have identified. He's our best. This is the best player we see available. I don't care that he's a wide receiver. I have a I, strong opinion on this, a real strong yeah. opinion. I'll let okay. you finish. No, go ahead. That's it. So Dan and I were talking about this a little bit today, and I, I'm pretty confident we've discussed this on the pod previously. I think what they did in 18 with Michelle and in 19 with Harry was all about appeasing Brady and bringing in the weapons that he got to select when he moved down to Tampa. History has shown time and again, they draft in bulk early. I should say not in bulk. They draft the big guys early. It goes back to when they took Matt Light with their first pick in 2001. They took they take the lineman first. They take the receiver second. Deion Branch, Aaron Dobson. Uh, time and again, this happens, and they fill in on the margins with guys, really productive guys who are, who are not – they're – I heard of him of the second degree, like LaFell, like Amendola. They do a really good job of that. It's how they value the position. I think that they'll probably, it doesn't certainly doesn't preclude them if they love somebody. And John, uh, brother John made the point in our thread, Dan, that maybe the new inefficiency, given the lack of quote unquote sophistication, the dumbing down, the passing games, or just that becoming a bigger part of the college game, is maybe the new efficiency is drafting a rookie receiver on a smaller deal rather than overpaying a guy like Tyreek Hill. I mean, I think, I think it's certainly worthy of opinion and maybe the Patriots will buy into that. I, I suggest history states otherwise, but you never know. Well, especially with um, the way you're seeing 
all those rookie receivers, once they get out of their rookie contract, they're, they're all getting these mega deals. Yeah. And so now that's where the efficiency is. Let's just the same way we talked about last year with the quarterback having being on that five years of, of a first round quarterback being uh, opening a window uh, with the salary cap to fill out the rest of your team. Maybe the same thing applies with the, receivers now is it is it worthwhile if you know your guy because you know receivers can bust at at about the maybe the highest rate of anybody when you're trying for first round receivers if you look back to if you look back to interject quickly the differing philosophies that happened between the vikings and the bills the vikings the bills traded for stefan diggs gave him the big money took the older player the vikings took that pick and drafted justin jefferson who might be the best receiver in football at a lower cost he was he was Time for pay is, is coming up, but the Vikings went that route and, and won that deal. And filled out some other po- uh, roster spots with the p- other picks that they got. But like I'm the Chiefs did, that, except that... they chose to spend money on Kirk Cousins, but that's... Right, that's true. But I, I'm convinced that they that the Patriots uh, were targeting Jefferson with their pick, because right after that pick happened, they moved, Traded right down. They moved out. God, that would have been nice, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what could have been? I, I'm down with that kind of weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do you have a feel for for what they might do? I just went through the the kind of the historical overview that they 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 take the bigger guys first and they try to fill in and draft receivers in bulk in the second round. But the truth is, none of us know which way that they will go. But hopefully, they'll the offense should be better next year just by by addition by subtraction on a couple of different levels. I correctly predicted Mayo that one year, and that's been my entire. Uh, and I retired from you know draft prognostication right after that. You, know, that was you and Larry really Johnson, was Michael Holly. I thought that was Michael Holly. That was you. It was. It was uh, <laughs> it, you you can check the old board, but well, you can't. But uh, I got the receipts. <laughs> yeah, conveniently, we know who controls those receipts. <laughs> <laughs> Scartelli, master exactly. of receipts. Go ahead. This is in Times New Roman. That wasn't available then. <laughs> right. So yeah, this is uh, but uh, he always uh, we know that uh, he likes to have you know big linemen. So th- that could uh, and there's going to be some available, and it's supposed to be a deep draft, which is which is always nice, considering uh, considering where they're going to be picking and how many picks they've got, and you know, Billy's second round and all this and all that. So I, I've that's. That's what I've got on that. We'll we'll have to see when it well maybe we'll record sometime around the draft. We'll see. We will see. I um I want to point out and even as we're recording this on Wednesday night, uh, the the takes of people pissing their shoes about the Patriots doing nothing are, are woefully outdated. And as is his want, someone who wants to put his stupidity on display is the Boston Sports Journal's own Greg A. Bedard. Speaking on NBC Takes Tonight and getting it wrong again. I know it's hard to believe, but Greg Bedard getting it wrong again. And I don't even think Bedard believes the bullshit that he's spewing here. I have to believe that something, maybe a couple something bigger is coming. Because what we've seen so far, if this is really how they're going to go and maybe go through the draft to add at wide receiver... Uh, it'd be a dereliction of duty for Belichick. It'd be, I, if they do nothing else on offense, if they just roll it back, just go with draft picks, I would say that Bill's trying to get fired. We're just waiting for the Costanza move where he's r- <laughs> driving around the Gillette yeah. Stadium parking lot with one of the Lombardi trophies behind his car. I mean, it's, 
that they did this to Jacoby Myers, the one thing that works in the passing offense consistently for three years, that they did this to him, as far as I understand, they were competitive on this? They were. It's a joke. They were not. Yeah, so Jimmy Stewart. Not to be outdone, Tom E. Curran on the very same channel. You go where they're holding the door open for you. Just the same way with Brady. You hold. You go when they hold the door open for you. Out. I mean, they told him they couldn't go past $22.5 million on the cap. He went to Tampa Bay for 25 and wins a Super Bowl and goes back to the playoffs the next year. So it's the same thing. I just think that there's a very cavalier attitude that we see seeping continuously from Bill Belichick's office. Now, let's, let's just ignore what Curran said for a minute. The open-door policy... Tom Why Curran's only a minute. the longest. What's that, Scarty? Why only a minute? I know, I know. <laughs> Curran's the longest tenured Patriot beat writer, I believe. The Patriots have done this, quote, holding the door open shit, going back to when Troy Brown and Teddy Bruschi entered their free agent years. Teddy Bruschi got a contract offer from the Green Bay Packers, brought it back to the Patriots, and decided he wanted to stay a Patriot. This has nothing, to, this is not a change in philosophy. And the fact that Curran's mis- willfully misrepresenting this because of some axe to grind, maybe perhaps behind the scene, you know, it's not quite reaching. I mean, Bedard's an idiot. I mean, he he doesn't even believe the shit he spews. He doesn't even read his own shit he spews. But Dan, the Curran stuff is is disingenuous as all hell. Let me talk about the Bedard one for a minute because that that's the one that struck me more, which is that I he's being intellectually dishonest. You know, he's 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 being strategic there, making a comment about, well, if nothing else happens, then this is this is the uh, this, this is, is the effect. 36 is hours before happen. the new league year started. He knows damn well that they're going to do more than what they did. So he has cover so he can say whatever the hell he wants. He can say, oh, he's just asking to be fired. Oh, well, now Bill's done the things that we already knew he's going to do. So he, he covered his ass there. He's not going to get fired now. Yeah, business never gets done on draft day either, Mike. On when, like when Randy Moss got traded to the Patriots for first rounder, there's no deals that add to the roster around draft time now, is there? Well, no. You know, current. I, I don't know what, how much the the longest tenured um, beat right the guy on the beat is. Uh, uh, you know, who's is that something to brag about at this point? I have zero zero um, upward mobility in my career. Like what a, what a <laughs> thing, you know. He he danced, you know. He he tr- he's tried so hard for the put those additions on the house, and what does he have to show for it? Really, um, I think from the the few Patriots fans that are still kind of reasonable, I think he has the scorn of them, and that's fine. He's you know he's he's chosen, but I haven't heard Tom speak in a long time. Um, I haven't read anything he's written. That I, I'm I'm kind of a bit surprised by not surprised. Um, it's interesting to hear how drastic his tone is and how far gone he really he really is at this point because that is just um you know that's borgesian um really the can you attribute that, it to just the, the ethos of that station though i mean that's i know he's on eei no, but i, 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 I contributed to 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 bill um freezing him out uh, that's that's, I, that's yeah, yeah yeah that's that's the Sometimes the easiest answer. Well, do we is, think is uh, right Jacoby one. was a source? Oh well, I'll, that's that's another thing. The um, you beat me to yeah, it, Scarlett. The garment, the garment rending uh, today was was something. For, and we saw that after the um, after the, the lateral, the uh, 
the uh, the pass that he got from uh, from <laughs> the media. I think we might have talked about it at the time. Was was curious, yeah. All right, Myers going to win the good guy award now because he's gone, and that 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 just always <laughs> that's always going to slay me. That it's the who is Ron it, Hobson, good Ron guy Hobson, award. good yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. One of the one of the nicest guys, you know. <laughs> he makes our job easy for us. He's a great guy. Whenever poor Chris let's... Price. Poor Chris Price perpetuating that myth. Who was the who was the athlete? Was it James Harrison that gave Price a bottle of lotion when he was interviewing him and asked it, it told him to put it on him? Something rings. Was that Price? I know. I know that James it was Harrison Price. Story. I know it was, was Price. Oh Jesus. I mean, Price seems like a nice enough guy. He's probably miscast he in that business. But yeah, but don't tell hard. me that, you know, Hainsworth is a great guy. <laughs> yeah. he, he answered all our questions. Always good. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> the Monty Beisel PR guy, good guy award. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. We're not doing their job, but I think I think Tom is doing his, uh, you know, Scarlett O'Hara bit, where as God is his witness, he's never not going to have a grill cover again. <laughs> Scarcy, oh, yeah. um how about how's the how's the uh the voting go are we calling it march sadness or immediate madness i i kind of always tend towards oh, no 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 you, you got to have all sorts of different names for it wow we've been favoring the big sads this year for whatever reason <laughs> which is which is nice but it's it's you know it's you know march sadness immediate ma- immediate madness it's 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 all it's all in good fun it's all in good fun. We had uh, fewer votes on on uh, day three for whatever reason. Maybe people weren't at their work computer, you know. Just Tim uh, Duncan fatigue. <laughs> it, it was Tim Duncan fatigue, and that's where there was a lot of the big names were going. Uh, a lot of the three of the uh, number one seeds were playing, but I suppose number one seeds you kind of expect them to win. But we did have uh, we did have uh, Mego pull the upset, which was nice. I, I think she could. Uh, I think she could, uh, well, if, if people want to have a uh, Gabrielle Starr versus Mego uh, matchup and do some strategic voting, that would cost, uh, that would cost Ted Johnson a spot. But uh, hey, you know, it, it is Women's History Month. <laughs> and, um, uh, and, and Are you it, surprised it, Jonesy went down? Oh yes, it was a terrible surprise. He's 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 <laughs> underwhelming. He's going to be constantly <laughs> underwhelming every time he's been in this tournament. That's is, uh, just that's just his that's just his nature. Is Pricewaterhouse Cooper uh, auditing those uh, results? There may have been a frozen <laughs> envelope been, been, in the bin. They've been buried in a mayonnaise jar in my backyard. <laughs> They're never finding them. Hermetically <laughs> sealed in Scartelli's backyard, being uh, on, on Funk and Wagnall's porch. Uh, old bastard. We did uh, we did have some uh, spamming going on, but it was some oddball who would you know vote ten times for one person and then ten times for the uh, for their competitor. I don't know what that uh, like, what that got them, but I managed like, to clear uh, some of those. It's out. like uh, pick pick laundering, right? Like um mm. be- like Bolin accused Belichick of doing. Make it less less easy to track, right? Dan, who's your favorite? Uh, let me. I'll just go through some some of the guys who I perceive to be the favorites. Uh, you, Maserati the with a with a bullet. Uh, really interesting matchup between Andy Hart and Burt Breer between Dumb and Dumber there in that bracket. Uh, Cat fucker against Tommy Curran. Volan against Don Darrow. Don Darrow with a bullet. His Jason Tatum takes have been absolutely scorching. Nick Cattles, uh, Sacramento Nick going against. Uh, 
Andrew Callahan. Um, I think we're calling him Bald Gabby at this point for his baseball writing counterpart of the globe. Reamer and Arcan, the matchup absolutely nobody cares about. Rich Teeth against uh, Dan Shaughnessy. Gaspers should run away with a region V. Um, Jim Murray's in that region too. Then you got Felger. Fitzy pulled the upset of a Phil Perry in round one, which really, really, really disappointed me. Yeah, but I think it was justified based on that abortion he put out this evening. Have you seen that yet? I, it was like his yeah. shit Pat's th- fans say with Juju Smith-Schuster signing. Oh, is that the one where he has he has a cup of coffee that says local coffee joint? Yes. Yeah. And he's playing both parts because uh, uh, because uh, I don't know. But yes. Uh, because reasons. Because reasons. That's right. Um, Gabby Starr pulled off the upset, as you referenced, over hand in the Dersh Gret. Gresh, a three over 14. Rich shirt and leave the plain black hat takes it from Mego. And Ted Johnson rolled over Jared Weiss of the athletics. So there were a um, lot of, there were a lot of folks that, you know, did get rolled that are, you know, highly deserving competitors that were just, you know, just out of their depth this year, you know, they they pull it together. They could get a, uh, get a higher seed and, you know, maybe, maybe continue on in the next, uh, the next big sads. Um, Thank you. I think it's like how we talked about with the, uh, the NFL, uh, the late season teams, who's who's playing the best coming into it. You had some. You, you had have to some peak seats. at the right time. In this case, you have yeah, to. Yeah, you had some seats right here. Time. Yeah, you had some seats here who are, who are have some tailwind behind him. You've got you've got Maz with his with with the racist comments. You've got Gasper trying to tell us, uh, educate us. You know, poor unwashed masses on on how tough a job the the reporters have it. Gasper is Gasper going to is Gas going to use this the thesaurus to rewrite turn the page by Seeger? Oh, and he also was the trying given given some cover to uh, to Maz too that we have to. He's not a man of color; he's a man of cover. For <laughs> <Maserati>. <laughs> uh, well, well played, Dan Scarzi. I don't know if you're at liberty to say this, but I think this is a first in the history of mediate madness where the subjects have become self aware. Jerry Thornton lobbying for votes in March sadness. Are you at liberty to say who's who sent you an email lobbying, uh, thanking you for his inclusion? Um, I think he was, uh, I don't think he was thanking me for his inclusion per se. He was just letting <laughs> me know, letting me know that he knew that, uh, that he was in, involved in this. And it was, uh, it was uh, Fitzy. You know, I, I aforementioned you know, Fitzy. Yes. I, I did write him back saying that I was glad that he took it in the manner in what it was intended and that Which he, is complete you know. derision. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say was, he didn't take it in the manner that I intended it. If that's the case, told me it was you know he's going to be a tough, uh, tough draw, either as a favorite or <laughs> as an underdog, and uh, so forth and so on. Oh no, and uh, Fitzy's the Creighton, the Creighton of Region T. He pulled it off as a 13 seed. Yes, he yes he did, and uh, the, the unfortunate uh, Dakota Randall, who uh, you know. <laughs> he he deserved a, a higher seat, I think, for being you know the, the quintessential good sport about this. We were going to have a uh, Dakota versus Dakota play-in game, but then we realized <laughs> that the other Dakota isn't actually in media. <laughs> One of them he's pays in, to be in media. He's in cosmetics. If you're paying attention, um, <laughs> the one thing that made, that delighted me to no end is someone who's taken offense to it in the past. Andy Hart claimed not to know this year 
what it was. Perhaps he didn't have a step stool where he could reach the laptop on the counter in his home. But uh, Andy did claim to not have uh, any clue what the existence of March Sadness was. And, 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 and trust I'd us, be, they all do. I, I would be remiss in uh, to use a to use the phrase for all the folks that uh, did the uh, did the scouting reports for the uh, for the uh, March Sadness. Uh, <laughs> I think everyone was particularly tickled by, uh, I believe it was uh, North Andover's own Patrick, who said that uh, Scott Zolak has ruined more Patriot moments than Eli Manning. (laughs) That is a great line, you know. It's so true. I I wish I said it. People think I said it because it's on the the site, but that was Patrick. Uh, Tip of the hat to North 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 Andover's own, he tried to say. In English, dear God, over Del Norte. Yeah, uh, that would he, when he oh, wrote yes. that into to uh, Nick. I must said Nick Cattles. I got Cattles on the fucking brain. And to Nick Cafardo's Patriots column was that the column of Cafardo actually said at the end, "I give up." I give up. Nick, if it wasn't, it should have been. Right. <laughs> Nick Cafardo just... showing the steely resolve that all Boston Globe writers have. Mittens is a worthy successor. I'm biting my biting my tongue right now. <laughs> that was do, pretty do, good do, with do, the whole. You were my only source of uh, Patriots information aside from the rest <laughs> of the, of the internet. <laughs> it's, I I do I go back to that. I go I that's like a, such a go to. And the other one that I don't know why Patrick has two of these in my in my uh, in my brain. The other one that always just makes me laugh too is uh, him reporting about Gresh on the pregame Patriots pregame show uh, before the Saints and Patriots it must have been oh nine I guess Saints and Patriots game. He goes, "What kind of cats are Belichick? Are Belichick and, <laughs> and Peyton Sean Payton?" And, and, and Patrick's comment was, "Okay, Daddy O." <laughs> Uh, old goofball board legend. It, it, it is, I, you know, Scartelli, I said this to you privately and it's maybe it's a bit of a self-serving comment and if so, it, you know, screw it. But I think, I think the level of humor that's written on the 15 website is you, obviously you're the, the head of that. It's, it's entertaining stuff, lighthearted. And the fact that some people who can do that as an avocation, as a throwaway hobby can write and make people laugh. The people who make this their vocation is so telling. And, and another reason why the profession is useless. It's the white Lotus of pretend media outlets. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> we'll leave it at there. Mike, just wrap that up in a bow nicely. Mike, I do want to throw it back to you quickly. Um, I'm going to lead in with this, with a tweet that our buddy Bruce Allen had uh, last week. Uh, Bruce stated that Bruins winning at a record pace. Media, they're peaking too soon, right for a second round exit. Celtics win at a league-leading pace, hit a rough patch. Media, you can't trust this team, right for a second-round exit. Having said that, the loss to the Rockets bothered me. You could tell they didn't come to play right right from the opening tip. You tweeted, um, and I I bookmarked this because I wanted to discuss it with you, and you came back from the podcast because I had the same goddamn feeling, and this has happened with you and I before. You were about to fire off a Celtics hot take at the end of February, and you bit your tongue, and you have since then. What are you thinking? And I want to see if we're we're in the same what, same wavelength. What, what was when did I send that? What game was that? Uh, February twenty seventh. You would think who, I'd be prepared. Who but. are they playing? Who are they playing? Let's. Uh, I can tell you what it was if you tell me who they were playing. What game it was? Somebody uh, saw while I pull it up here. This is great. This is great radio, by the way. Uh, great. Shaq, drop the Shaq, match game Shaq, music it. in Shaq, right now. Match game out. music. All right, Knicks. <laughs> 
that was oh, okay. Yeah, that was the oh, next that game. was a bad loss at at yep. New York at uh, Knicks 109-94, and then they follow it, up by oh, losing to oh, the Knicks uh, it was, the week after. I think it was. I think it was a Marcus Smart. Yeah, it it was definitely Smart related. Uh, well, he was. Yeah, he was back. Yeah, he was back. Yeah, that was that was Smart related. I, I was just like, I, I was just done with Smart at that point, and I just wanted White. And I think that was when White was kind of like sitting on the bench. Is that what it was? I think that's what it was. It had to have been. I can't. Think White's of one of their best five, been. clearly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I think that was it. That has to be it. Dan, uh, you and I, Dan and I. I was pissed about... off. I've been pissed off at Tatum too. After you know what? So we haven't talked about this. So I understand that these things are very unlikely to be related. Um, putting fifty up fifty five in the All Star game. And then coming out and absolutely playing like dog shit um, on, you know, like four games after the break um, and looking like just completely disengaged. So those are, you know, unlikely to be related. But you know what? You fucking you did it. (laughs) You did it, Collar. Um, So I had no problem with any criticism. And I will usually defend the guy to the death. Um, You know, I defended him after the finals. Um, I, I I had no problem with any criticism he was getting after that because I thought he was just the perception is you're you're putting up that much in in the All Star game and you're coming out and looking like shit. Bad, bad that's a that's the proverbial bad look and whatever you want to say about him after that is is uh, you know I'm fine with hearing it. And I'm I'm going to cherry pick here before I throw it to you, Dan. Yeah. Uh, the Celtics hung their hat on playing defense last year going to the finals. This is an overview, and again, I'm cherry picking. Valentine's Day against the Bucks, they give up 131. In Indianapolis against the Pacers, they give up 138. In Philly against the Sixers, they win, but they give up 107. They give up 109 to the Knicks, lose by 15. 113 to the Cavaliers, 115 to the Nets, 131 to the Knicks, 118 to the Cavaliers, 125 to the Hawks. Sense a pattern there? Um, how much of that is how much of that is this is such easy chum, but I don't see a team. I see a team that's drifting. I don't see a team that's working hard in the defensive end. And I don't see a lot of. All right. I'll throw it to you. Joe Missoula. Go ahead. Yeah. It's got me doubting. It's got me doubting. Missoula. It feels systemic. And we're seeing the same patterns in game after game after game. They, they dick around for three quarters and then they have to pull off some sort of miraculous finish to get through it. And, and what drives me insane is watching when they really need a bucket, you know, and, and it's, it's the spread out, stand around, th- nobody's moving, stand around three point and they've got either Brown or, or, or Tatum with the ball out front. And every, every team they go against is in zone. They collapse on them and, and you're, you're watching some last second off balanced contested three point attempt. And I don't feel like <laughs> they have too much talent to, to fall back on something like that. And I know the game's different, but that's it feels like I'm watching nineties nineties basketball where it was all just isolation. I wish Tatum was a much better passer. I wish I wish Jalen had a much better handle. I wish they'd try to move the ball. They're so much better when they move the ball and they play in flow. I don't mean to sound like old board pariah Jason and when Paul he would lose his mind when Paul <laughs> Pierce went into ISO mode. Yeah, but it nowhere. is what it is. They're better than they're showing. I don't want to. I don't want to piss my pants. But I have. I'd be lying if I if I said I wasn't annoyed. Scartelli, what is your shoe piss level? What is your green shoe piss level? Oh, it's it's nowhere 
nowhere near as high as, you know, some others, I suppose. I don't know if Missoula is worried about, you know, injuring some of the bigs. But uh, like, I, I would be happier if they were did less around the arc as well. But it is, 82 games is a slog. It is. And, you know, maybe this is a little bit of the uh, the Michael Gee theory in, in effect going on here. Just, you know, get, get some of the losses out of the way. Rather than oh, during I thought the it was playoffs. another Michael. I thought it was another Michael Gee. Oh, we theory. all know about the uh, slowy eyed Sabra. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. You get alley, you know, the alley oop pass. <laughs> someone was, someone was going to say. I had, it. I had a, Jesus, Christ, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, oh, the same with the same with the 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 uh, Causeway Street uh, you know, Bruins. There, they're they're. They're kind of having a rough patch now too. You know, eighty-two games. Or I will tell. I will tell you. Um, I have seen the Bruins have given up a disturbing number of odd man rushes recently, including outright breakaways. I'm not going to b- pretend to b- break it down in the hockey minute here, but I I, I just think it's the season's long. They, we are in the, uh, the what they call the dog days, and I'm hopeful that we're going to have a very 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 entertaining spring and summer. I, I also think, you know, I, I think to Scarcy's point, I, I, I tend to be aligned with him. You know, I I just I see them turning it on when it matters. Um, I, it's it's 2023. And I just I think expecting guys to go balls to the wall for 82 just isn't kind of realistic anymore. You know, unless you're 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 fighting for you, know, you're doing a, you know, the, the, the Warriors going for 73 wins or something. I just don't see there that there'd be um, much benefit in. You know, you want to play good. The idea isn't to play bad, that's for sure. Yeah, and you want uh, to have Horford. You want to have just, Horford, Williams, those guys ready to go in April and May yeah. and June. Yeah, and I, the other thing, I'll tell you what. If I'm if I'm listing my disappointments with the season, I would say I think we've seen some. I think Smart has been worse than he was last year by a lot, but kind of let's let's ignore that for a minute the grant williams lack of development and regression really has been uh the biggest shock to me um because i was on him as you know a one of those glue guys eighth guy that, that helps you win a title uh that you need to win a title um and i just i don't see um just the step back has just been uh been pretty big and i i, I don't i don't know what's going on there you know obviously he's got some stuff going on with you know perhaps his future so yeah, maybe that's part of it, but really I, I'd say he's been my, my biggest disappointment. Everybody else has kind of been, you know, what you expect white, maybe even a little bit better. And we were big on him last year, but I, I just, I, I don't know what's going on with him and that sucks. And Missoula is trying to send a message to him. He's greatly decreased yeah. his minutes. He nailed him to the bench for a couple of games. Yeah. And to your point about Williams, that goes double for smart. You have Williams and smart playing like they did last year. Those were your glue guys. Those were, your uh, poor man's versions of, of Draymond, the glue guys you're talking about, yeah. and they've both taken a significant step back and they're not winning the loose balls. They're not playing the lockdown defense. Losing Grant as a defender because he can guard so many positions. He gives Giannis yeah. a lot of trouble, even though Giannis has half a foot on him. Um, you know, they got to getting him right and getting him out of his own head. He can still salvage his season with a strong playoff run. He had a strong playoff run last year and missing those free throws. Uh, at the end of regulation in Cleveland, probably screwed with his head a little bit too. I feel like Griffin has uh, earned Williams' minutes. He absolutely has, and we've said this, Dan, privately. Is a great Blake Griffin's going to win them a playoff game. Yeah, he, he almost did that. You know, last last year he he 
played well there. He was dying and he wasn't in good shape that game there for, uh, for the, I almost said for New Jersey, for Brooklyn. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he looked really good. Yeah. He, 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 I mean, not really, but he, he was, you know, he, he gave them something for sure. I mean, on a team that was, you know, uh, headed uh, over the edge uh, of the earth uh, of Kyrie's earth. He, you know, he, he was admirable in his, uh, in his old man, uh, giving them some good positive minutes there. Yeah. And I'll, I'll give Missoula some credit. I think he's, he's done really, really well alternating Griffin and Horford and getting the mileage out of them. Having Horford right in, in the postseason is, is going to go a long way because he's, he can do everything and, and does it well. And if they can figure Grant out, you know, I think getting Williams healthy, um, managing Alan Griffin's minutes and just figuring out what the hell's going on with Grant will go a long way. But, you know, hopefully we won't even remember this part when they're raising it, you know, they're, they're hoisting uh, the trophy in June. Hopefully it'll be a, a, a double championship season. So uh, here's hoping you know, long way to go. Um, you know, I had one more thing, on that. you know, before the slippage in play, I want to talk about what were the things that were working well. I mean, what was the reason for them to get off on t- such a hot start? And, and I truly believe beyond Tatum elevating his game, over last year, I mean, he's gotten so strong going to going to the basket. I I think it's the White and Brogdon what they give in going to the basket as well. I mean, you're going to have all the threes, but you still need to make up so much more of the game with the with what they what they can do. Drive into the hole, the the little uh, the floaters that that White throws. Uh, that, he's that's very good at favorite. it. He's and probably puts my pressure favorite on the defense on, on team right now is White. I, I just love watching yeah. him play. Yeah, both those guys, man. Both Brogdon is just—he's so tough, man. You know, and, and but the thing is, you know, they—they they just have they—I—I I just have a hard time uh, selling them short, shorting them, just because they have so many guys in a pinch who can shoot. Their tenth, eleventh guys can shoot um in a pinch you know and i i just think in the playoffs they're going to end up defending they're going to defend the way they can and you know but can can you keep al's legs for you know three months basically um can you keep uh can you keep rob healthy for three months uh i don't know that's 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 that to me is is going to be the the you know that's that's the challenge here you know their shooting ability is the thing that frustrates me so much in how they can't seem to break a zone in the last two minutes of a game that's yeah. true and, and the style yeah. they play is so high variance uh, when, it, when it becomes a, a more when it's more contested game towards the end it's just such a high variance style how they're playing and that's the last word because stone cold said so uh, Scartsy is the purveyor of the sports drunk draw. He is at the 15net.com. Dan is at Patriots Daily. Um, Mike on Route One is at In This Town One. My name is Mike Irons. Thank you for listening to Entitled Town. There's a lot of good to go in the season. The Patriots aren't done, and the Bruins and Celtics aren't done. Um, thanks for listening and stay off the pike. Turn off your radios. And we're going to stay positive all the way through. And if you think I'm going to succumb to negativity, you're wrong. you got the wrong guy leading this basketball team.